Thank you for joining us today. This is Worth the Admission Podcast. My name is B. Frank. And I'm Travis. And here we talk about many things, movies, TV, and the ever-changing pop culture. Now, this was a big news week. Yeah, it was a heavy news week this week, which is surprising. I mean, lately, at least especially through the December, it's just been very slow. So it's kind of nice to have something to talk about now. That's pretty much all our show is today, is just talking about all the new stuff coming out. I went to go see The Kid Who Would Be King, and it was pretty good. It's a story about a group of kids, and they're basically going on a quest with Excalibur. It's kind of like the sword and the stone, but a little bit more modernized. And it's funny. It's really good. It runs about two hours long. And even with PG, I thoroughly enjoyed it. You know, the sad thing is I've read that it's a great movie, but it's just going to lose a ton at the box office, so which is kind of a bummer. Yeah. Usually you don't get that. Usually it's a bad movie and then it flops, but this actually I've heard from even from you. It's enjoyable. And I mean, it's the guy who did Attack the Block, so I kind of expected something good from him because I do like his filmmaking. But yeah, it's kind of a bummer. It's hard to make young adult movies now in the midst of all the superhero stuff and Harry Potter and all the, you know, Star Wars and stuff. Even with novel adaptations into film, lately nobody's really been having any luck. I'm excited to see what Disney does with Artemis Fowl. That's just me. Have you had a chance to watch Velvet Buzzsaw yet? I did start it, but I have not finished it. I think I'm only about 20 minutes in. And I can tell you so far, I can't tell if I hate it or if I like it because I'm kind of intrigued. So it's all over the place. It's a strange movie for sure. I didn't really know if I liked it or not until the very end. It's kind of one of those movies that you have to watch all of. I mean, it wasn't the best movie ever. It wasn't the worst movie ever. It's very interesting. Um, It's written and directed by Dan Gilroy, who did Nightcrawler, also with Jake Gyllenhaal, which was a fantastic movie in my opinion. But I didn't think it lived up to the hype that we got. Honestly, I thought that the Supernatural episode where Art kills people was better, and that was only 42 minutes. Well, speaking of Supernatural, they got renewed for how many seasons now? I mean, you, you're, you're, you're the fanboy here. 15. That's a lot of TV. Season 15. You okay with it? Do I need to give you a minute? How long is this train going to no. end? You know, when's this train going to end? I mean, 15 seasons. Is there really that much more to go around? I don't watch the show. Well, this season they kind of switched up a lot of the lore, so it'll be interesting to see what they do going forward. The writers said that they have a lot that they could do with Sam and Dean, and Jensen and Jared said that they'd be willing to do them until they wanted to and the studios behind them so personally i could watch it forever but i know that there is an ending point at some point and i just want them to do the boys justice and do the show justice and do the fans justice are you gonna roll a tear on that final episode you know when the, the credits I'll hit probably roll more than one uh the entire arrowverse got renewed as well didn't they yes they did flash arrow supergirl legends black lightning and then, of course, my favorite guilty pleasure of Riverdale. Riverdale Don't is one of those me. shows that I can't decide if I really like or I'm really confused by it. Why would you be confused by it? Maybe because every episode is different. Last week, we got a noir-style episode, which was awesome, but was completely out of Riverdale character. But that's the, that's what makes the show fun. I mean, I enjoy it. I think the stories are fun because they only usually last about a half a season, like a main storyline. So that's one of the things I like that doesn't draw something out in the entire season. And they're also, they're all pretty too. Let's be real here. I mean, that's the pretty people network or the pretty teen network. You know, I mean, like all those teen shows and everybody's attractive. Now the Vampire Diaries is gone. 
you watched that too. I forgot. That means Flash got renewed for season six, Arrow at eight, Riverdale at four, Supergirl at five, Legends of Tomorrow at five. I know they haven't made any decision on the Bat- uh, Batwoman yet. They're going to pick those up, but we don't have any other further information, which we were hoping they would release, especially with the announcement of the renewals. Which we'll probably get some of that here soon, too. Mission Impossible got renewed, if you can call it that. Well, they got to keep making these movies, so they're doing them back-to-back. So we're going to have one in 2021 and 2022. But you got to think, you got to get the most out of Tom Cruise while you can. He's, I think, 56? Something like that? I'll look up to confirm, but... He's he's getting up there. You gotta you gotta you gotta wrap this story up. But I'm interested if it's going to be a back to back story or a back to back movie. If it's going to be a one continuous story, which would be cool because we haven't seen that yet. How many missions are that impossible? Well, they keep coming up with new ones. But I will say this last one, Mission Impossible Fallout, has some of the coolest stunts in it. I really enjoyed it. So I don't know about you. I'm I'm down to see him every single time. I think Tom Cruise also broke a rib doing a stunt uh he's broken more i thought he broke an ankle or something like that before too but that, i think that was on like jack reacher i also let's see i watched i'm a big stand-up comedy fan so gabriel iglesias fluffy had a new uh special out which was really long i think it was like an hour and a half which for comedians a really long set so i enjoyed what my that, roommate that. said yeah it was a long set but it was funny i enjoyed it it's it's family comedy you know what i mean it's something that's kind of for everybody and i i I've always been a fan of his, so that was fun. I also, if you haven't checked it out yet, the new Fire Festival documentary, The Greatest Party That Never Happened, it is so fascinating to see how diabolical that whole situation was and what they did to make that happen and the money that they blew. If, you, if you're interested in, not in just the festival documentary, if you're familiar with it, but just in general, it's, it's, it's fun. Speaking of Netflix... We are saddened to hear that Travelers was canceled. Netflix bought it after season two and came out with season three and then canceled it. So, really sad. It was a really good season and it showed a lot of promise. So, I, as well as a lot of fans, was sad to see it go. But on a big, giant Netflix kind of bubble, uh, they joined the MPAA, the Motion Picture Association of America, uh, over this week which is really big for them. That is a very big move for them as a company. They are a studio. You think about it. They have $15 billion in original content. That is a movie studio. You know, that they put out, and they're being recognized for award seasons now. They're a legit player. With Netflix producing its own content, they showed their competitors that you could still make things and be successful. You didn't just have to fight for the rights that were already there. And so in doing that, they kind of helped bring the golden age of streaming that they started to an end. Because now everybody's going to be going away from cable or dish service, and they're going to end up spending the same, if not more, for the different streaming sites. And the golden age of streaming essentially is just being able to watch pretty much whatever you want on one or two streaming channels. Now you're not really going to be able to get to do that. Yeah, but at the same time, if you think about it, if you have a thousand channels with, like, say, a cable company, it's just that's the same thing of having a Netflix and a Hulu. There's still less channels. I mean, but cable's like overpriced as well, too. And for the content that you're getting on network TV is not that great. There are those shows. I mean, but you can get those anywhere. If you have a cable provider, you can sign in and watch 
you know your shows through there or hulu is a great proprietor of you know having most of most of the major networks but when it comes down to it i don't think it, the golden age is over yet because I, I don't believe there's that there's still a lot of saturation and there's you know, I mean you have disney plus coming out and you have netflix hulu and amazon those are your major players from out there it really shel- it shelves off youtube's still trying with like youtube original content youtube red but they're not putting out anything the way they want to. They're more in that game of still bringing people in for TV through the live, you know, the live stream TV, which like Hulu has. That's kind of where we're all in the middle of with. I think the best right now, if you were going to, is still going to be Hulu or Netflix. Those are your two because they have access to the most content, you know, right now if you're trying to watch something on network TV. I don't know. We'll have to see going forward because you're going to end up having to pay for every service you go through. So it's just a matter of, do you limit yourself and say, I just want Disney Plus, and I'll just deal with Disney Plus and Netflix? Or do you get them all and see if if it's worth that money? We just need to create the app that links all of them together, and so you can just pay for all of them, and they just show up in one big app. That's what we need to create. That sounds like a lawsuit waiting to happen. <laughs> No, because they still uh, have their own all their own stuff. We're gonna talk about this later. You and I are gonna have a business meeting about this. We're, we're gonna we're gonna have to maybe look into that. Peter Jackson came out with Mortal Engines this year, and James Cameron is coming out with Alita Battle Angel, which looks really good. Mortal Engines crashed and burned, pun hard intended. Um, and it seems like Alita is projected to be a huge flop, especially costing two hundred million dollars to make. An interesting fact about that, that will most likely be 20th Century Fox's last release before the Disney merger finalizes in their 84-year history. So, something crazy to think about in this merger, yet just another piece. Who's doing Alita Battle Angel? You said James Cameron? James Cameron. See, we all thought that about Avatar, too, and look what happened. You know, his name carries weight. It does. But then again, we're also getting four more Avatar movies starting in 2021, I think. You know what? I'm kind of excited for it. I'm not going to lie. A lot of it's supposed to take place underwater, which is going to be really interesting now that we have Aquaman. But well, well, did you see Avatar in 3D? Did you ever see it in theaters in 3D? I did. Honestly, it was a really cool experience. It was the first 3D movie to bring you into the world instead of bringing the world out to you and that is what i think was the big hype about it is it wasn't 3d horror like we're used to it was 3d here's the world yeah it was immersive but i'm thinking that happened what what year did avatar come out 2009 i think yeah pretty sure i mean imagine the technology though 10 years later or even when it comes out what 12 years later 11 years later i mean imagine what they can do Yeah, they're filming them back to back to back to back. So whatever that is going to look like, it's going to be one cohesive story or so it seems. Aquaman is the highest grossing DC movie ever. It passed The Dark Knight Rises over the week. So kudos to Aquaman. I know you're excited about that. I still haven't seen it, but I, I am excited to see it though. Would definitely recommend. Speaking of DC, well, what they're saying is Ben Affleck is out as the Batman. So he's out of the next movie, which is being called the Batman in 2021 by Matt Reeves. 
What uh, what do you think about this? I mean, do you think he's out completely? Do you think he's just out of this movie? I mean, where do you think they're going to go forward with it? Well, for the last two years, there have been reports that Ben Affleck was out of being the Batman and this and that. The way that I've read a lot of the reports is he's out of the movie The Batman and not necessarily out as Batman in the DCEU. Either way, I'd like a little bit more confirmation. But it seems like the DCEU is slowly taken along, and I think that they're going to kind of leave behind their old stuff with Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill. One little tidbit I did read was Jack Snyder's original Justice League trilogy plans sound really crazy. In the trailer, when Alfred says, we've been waiting for you, do you remember that? Yes, I did hear this. I heard I heard the story, but say it, because I thought this, this was, was crazy. Apparently that was supposed to be Green Lantern, and he was yeah. planned in the first Justice League, and then at the end of the first one, they were going to see Darkseid in a portal. Then at the end of the second one, it was going to be all of humanity was going to be enslaved, and it would have been like an Infinity War type of villainous ending. And it sounds really cool. I think that they would have really needed to build that universe, but it sounds like he knew where he wanted to go. So if he would have been able to finish Justice League and move forward, I think we could we could have seen a different DC universe. Yeah, I mean it all it's a bummer how this all turned out for them. They had a hard start to this, but I th- they've definitely navigated the waters now, especially with the success of Wonder Woman and Aquaman. It, you can tell they're, you can see they're changing the game, but at the same time, no matter where they are now, could they have gotten to that point? Regardless of with the Justice League, could they have gotten to the point where they are now with the with that same story? I think people care now, so when they get to a final battle point, if they do another Justice League movie or something along those lines, I would care more because they believe they spent the time with the characters versus just throwing them into one all major movie and it being really jumbled. I think the one of the biggest things that hurt Justice League was they just threw everybody together and then they didn't have their own movies individually to be able to build that. Kind of like Marvel, which, speaking of solo movies, Black Widow is officially in the works and it could be rated R. Crazy. How do you think that changes the Marvel Universe thematically? Well, I definitely think it changes completely. I think this is a good, I don't want to say call it a guinea pig, but I believe this is a good test. You have a character that you can bring in that's not like a Deadpool who's very crude or going to be, it's not going to be just a raunchy movie or not just going to be a violent movie. They found out through Logan that they could make a smart movie, Fox, could. And they they showed the world that it can be done in a correct way and be a rated R movie. And then you have the, obviously the success of Deadpool as they got bigger where you're seeing you can obviously adapt different things to it, especially in a superhero sense, to a rated R movie. I think with doing a Black Widow movie being rated R could incorporate for a lot of great action scenes, but I also think that you could bring a little bit deeper element with her. Well, and I think if they build it in the right way, if they build the story well, it could be like a Star Wars story to where it's part of the overall canon, but it's not part of the storyline per se. So like... With all the Marvel, with Infinity War, for the most part, you had to watch all of the Marvel movies leading up. This could be one of the movies that is just for adults, that if you watch it, it will be, it will provide more information going forward, but you don't have to make it with enough information so that the kids who are going to be watching it 
are missing out. Yeah, because it's more of a. I don't want to say it's a side character, but it definitely is when not, it's not as big of a main character. So I think you can get away with more, because obviously her past is very troubled, and I think you could bring that into a rated R kind of light, and I think it'd be cool to see. Kit Harrington. So I thought it was a little funny. I was reading today that Kit Harrington, who plays Jon Snow on Game of Thrones, told his wife Rose yes. Leslie, who played played Egret um, in the first couple seasons how Game of Thrones ends. I guess this was some time ago, but she apparently didn't talk to him for like three days. And he himself has called the ending groundbreaking. He said he can't really say if he likes it or dislikes it until he actually views it. But he said that the ending is groundbreaking. I'm really excited for that. But that was a little kind of Game of Thrones fun tidbit that I chuckled at. Now, with a massive massive show like that, when it comes to the finales, obviously, like, I'm talking, like, Breaking Bad was a very big show. I mean, there's been big shows over the last couple of years. That's the, probably the biggest one I can think of. When you're talking groundbreaking, does do you want to build it up that much? I mean, obviously, this is a very massive show, so they can do pretty much what they want, and they can conclude the show the right way they can because they have the resources to. But, I mean, do you want to hype it that much? Because I don't want to be disappointed, especially if he says he doesn't lo- he doesn't know if he loves it or hates it. That's a lot to build up in someone's mind, their, you know, the anticipation of what happens. Well, at the same time, actors don't see the final product, usually until it comes out. No crew member other than the editor for Infinity War saw the film before the world release, which is crazy in that itself. That makes sense. But... Like things like that, especially nowadays, it ha- it has had a lot of secrecy behind it, similar to the Marvel movies, and so I think it's quite possible it could. I mean, this is the best and most popular TV show ever, arguably. That's ever. And especially the series finale, the writers for Game of Thrones for the whole series are directing the last episode, are directing the series finale. So I'm expecting that finale to be the best episode of Game of Thrones ever made. Obviously, it kind of has to live up to that from the series that it has led, but I think it's quite possible it could be the best episode of TV ever seen. Big hype. That is a big hype. I mean, because that's what I get nervous about. It's not that you you invest so much time in a show, whether it be five seasons, ten seasons, it doesn't matter. When you get to a finale of a show, when it's able to be concluded on its own terms, you always want it to go out on the right note. I truly, I think Game of Thrones is going to have a f***ed up ending, because... That's just how this show runs. Bittersweet. But it, you, I just I just hate to be disappointed. That's always what I'm afraid of because it's I live with this show. This show has a lot of hype, and this finale is going to have even more hype. For people to watch a show on HBO, the amount of viewers that it has, it's a massive, massive show. Trailer-wise, it was an interesting week. We got Birds of Prey, which is the Harley Quinn, Black Canary, Huntress movie. Uh, the all-female-led DC movie. The first all-female-led DC movie. Teaser for that came out. It just showed Harley Quinn and some voiceovers. I don't know much more about that, but look forward to seeing that sometime in 2020. February 2020, I think. Yeah, I don't know a ton about it. The big trailer that came out, at least for us, was Hobbs and Shaw. Just take my money. It's just one of those movies where... You have Idris Elba, you have Jason Statham, and you have The Rock. And they do really badass car things, and there's a lot of explosions. I hate to say it, but just take my money. The Fast and the Furious franchise at this point 
is like the Mission Impossible franchise, you know, a couple of the other franchises. I will watch it because I honestly I kind of want to see what crazy shit they come up with next because first we had just a movie about cars. Then we had a movie about drifting cars. And then we had a movie about cars flying. And you know, we kind of just went from there. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see where they take this. I mean, it doesn't feel like a Fast and Furious movie. But that's also not what it's supposed to be either. No, they, they did a good job of trying to make it different than a regular Fast and Furious movie. With the spinoff, they tried to take a different angle, which was cool. It's just, it's an it's an action movie. That's all it really is. I, it looks intriguing. You did forget, though, in the cold car thing, you did forget the car scene where they slide from building to building and they jump the car. That was also very interesting as well, too. But they're fun. To me, I don't expect anything great. It looks it. I do it like the interesting storyline. You know, I love bringing them together. I think the music "Why Can't We Be Friends" being played in it in the background through the funny. trailer was, was kind of cool. Choice. They tried to bring a comedic angle to it, but to me, these movies have gotten so over the top. It's just how can we outdo the next one, which is great for like an Mission Impossible movie. But for what started as a just a street racing movie to get to this point, it just is it's like it is. thinking it's, just, it's disappointing. What kind of MCU can we have with the X Men? It's finally here. It's mm. finally happening. Uh, if I could have an Avengers vs. X-Men movie, that would be fantastic. Go ahead and make that happen, Brandon. Five to ten years, it could happen. Three uh, to seven, we get a Fantastic Four. I'm telling you. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. Well, with that being said, thanks for tuning in. As always, I'm B. Frank. And I'm Travis. And we are Worthy Admission. Take care. See you next week.